What up, East High? Hi, chuckleheads. Whoa. This is Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I am Condra. And I'm Tyler. And I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to our listeners. They're the chuckleheads. But now we're chuckling at me saying chuckleheads. Anyway, what do we do on this podcast, Condra? I already said we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. Okay, what are we doing on this specific episode of the podcast, Condra? <laughs> you can tell it's the second episode of the recording session. Uh, we are talking about minute eight of High School Musical 2. Minute eight starts out with Troy saying, yeah, and ends with Ryan saying, Troy has that category locked up, don't you think? Yes. Good take on that one, Condra. You nailed you nailed Lucas Graybeal's incantation. <laughs> What, the tempo building? I don't I don't know. Um, yeah. No, it's a funny line. I guess we'll get to it later. But Yeah. Um, yeah, so we we Troy kind of doesn't know what to say. He's he's like, Well, I Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Gabriella's question, Tia's and Troy, has gotten to the heart of the issue, is that it's very dumb of him to have gotten this gift. <laughs> Maybe all of a sudden it's hitting him and he's like, Oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> like it just it just like steam train at his face hit him like he's like oh god i did such a dumb <laughs> i'm gonna just look adorable and hope it's okay honestly he pulls it off it, it works because <laughs> taylor's melting gabrielle looks appreciative and i mean the guys are all like oh but also, Hell like, yeah, they're pretty dude. cute together. Necklace. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's exciting. Like, it's a symbolic representation of their relationship. That's what it could be. That's what it, the T could stand for. Their relationship. Nah. <laughs> you can, the T can't stand for a pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh. Oh, boy. God. Oh, boy. So, they're like about to kiss and we see in the background with taylor and the gang this red shirt this child actual child standing with their yearbook open and like a sharpie like waiting for troy but instead of like waiting until he he's like watched this whole interaction we saw him in the background (laughs) of the last minute he knows what's happening he's like i'm gonna interrupt their kiss yeah i mean it's high school that's what that's what high school is all about is People kissing at their lockers and you interrupting them because life is happening. But, like, he just wants his yearbook signed. I don't know. I feel like I would rather come in before the kiss than be after the kiss. Be like, well, now that your kiss is done, like, like, as if you just watched them kiss. I don't know. I just would, I'd see it happening. I'd be like, you know what? Nope, that's not important enough. I'm going to walk away. I like this thing that children's movies do where they always have like a bit where we're interrupting kissing because we're not actually like ready to show kissing to the seven-year-olds watching because seven-year-olds watching might think kissing is gross and not actually want it to happen. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember? I, I don't know. I remember being little and being like, ew, kissing. I still do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Troy does sign the book. He does. And calls he, the young lad boss. He says, hey, man, how are you doing? And then he's like, thanks. Here you go, boss. <laughs> yeah. Really Which, fun. it's cute. Reminds me of how I call students dude. I call students dude if they, like, need to tuck in their shirt or tie their shoes or something. 
But like that's a very like, come on, dude, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to like this Troy, obviously not knowing this kid's name. It, it's like he's he's not gonna fish for the kid's name. He's like, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> but like, it's not like Troy's even a senior. He's gonna be here next year. Yeah, but like, this is obviously a frosh that like. It's just like, oh my god, it's Troy, and like goes up for a thing, and he's like, yeah, you. It's probably like some some freshman basketball player or like freshman track player or golf. We don't know. He could you be remember, some. You reminded me of that scene, and this is this is a bad point of reference, but you know, I remember the Titans always right before Gary gets in a car crash. <laughs> You! He's just he's you. just pointing at a guy on the street going, you, yeah, you. Oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> I, I always want to watch Remember the Titans, but I never watch it. I always want to, and then I basically stop because it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, that's fun when you end a movie before it becomes sad. Um, yeah, I do that a lot. I'll be like, okay, it's over now in my book. I don't need to watch the end. <laughs> yeah, me watching Do the Right Thing and then stopping it before the police brutality starts, fun. Uh, I basically, I have a very strong stance that um, I think Sound of Music should have ended right at the, like, most of the ending is unnecessary and they should just have them leaving the stage after they do their family performance for the competition. And then, like, I guess you can show them, like, walking over the hills in Switzerland or whatever. But, like, yeah, that, but the that whole be a Nazi nonsense, you could just cut that all right out. Yeah, I, that's, from a, that's from an era of movie where, like, you know, a musical also had, like, action and intrigue. Like, they can have, it was, a, it was like a four-quadrant blockbuster. Like, there was something for everyone in The Sound of Music. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's and also that's when too musicals long. were like the most popular genre. Like, no, I know, I know. They were just exorbitant and overblown. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean that the early sixties was like the, the time of the musical. That's why you have Mary Poppins, My Fair Lady, Sound Mary of Music. Mary Poppins. Um Hello Dolly. Yeah, I mean Hello Dolly. Cats. No, that wasn't until the 80s. Not only do we get this interruption from this young child, we also get Chad being like, hoops, let's go. And it's like, we've never heard Chad call Troy hoops before. Yeah. Hoops is a weird nickname. Does Troy call him ball? Like, That's weird, though. I, I agree, but hoops is weird, too. <laughs> now, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm not, a, I'm not a McElroy listener, but every once in a while I see a Twitter tweet. And I believe Justin McElroy on Twitter had the nickname Hoops in the middle of his name for a while. And I think Hoops is a fun nickname to add on t to anything. I wish more. Yeah, I think more people should go by Hoops, just like I think more people should go by Scooter. What name is Scooter nicknaming? Or is that an actual it's name? It's just like a straight up nickname. Like. I've always wondered that, like, why Scooter is called Scooter on the Muppets. Like the Muppet Scooter? Yeah. I don't know. It, like, Scooter's just, like, a solid nickname that, like, just doesn't really happen anymore. I think there's a Scooter in Hey Arnold, too. 
There's, There's a character Skeet- named Scooter in How I Met Your Mother. There's Skeeter in Doug. Anyway, should we move on? Yeah. Yeah. So um, getting back <laughs> to Taylor for a hot second, though. Uh, Taylor has a great face that I think a lot of... I, I, can't, I don't want to speak for young women across the board, but like... No, Condra, please do. Speak <laughs> for all young women. No. Uh, We see a similar face in the beginning of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire when Ginny and Hermione look at each other when Cedric Diggory first comes out. It's that like, oh my god face that like people make at each other when they're like excited but don't want to say anything. Like they're trying to convey their sentiment with their eyes. When a boy has just done something extremely cute, but you don't want to let the boy know that, that you're swooning. Yeah. You make this face. Yes. Or a similar one. Yeah. Not always, but. Yeah. And then behind Taylor, Kelsey (laughs) shuts Gabriella's locker. Yeah. She's like, God, these guys, I'm always cleaning up after them. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, uh, we we, they start walking back down the hall. Um, We actually get a cut. Yeah. Troy's telling Gabriella what they're going to do this summer. We're going to go to the movies. We're going to download music. I mean, consider, Tyler, this is what, 2006, 2007. That was the event. You'd sit there watching your music get downloaded. Was there still, was there still like Napster and stuff? Yeah. I mean, iTunes was the primary still, but because we were younger, we were doing things legally. But, oh, no, Troy is 100% using Napster. He's going to teach her how to do a twisted flip on a skateboard. And she's taking first aid training. So she'll patch herself for up after. Yeah. Is a twisted flip a real thing? I wasn't Isn't that an Ollie? I don't know. <laughs> let's let's Google this. While you're looking that up, I will say we also received the credits for the director of photography, Daniel Aranio, and we get the co-producer Kenny Ortega, the one and only, and also produced by Don Shane. And while they're walking down the hallway, uh, we also see Ryan walking next to Kelsey and Martha. And he seems to be having a good time chatting with them, which is not uncommon for Ryan to be like around other people than Sharpay and actually being a decent human being. But it we haven't seen it yet in the movie. So it's kind of exciting to see Ryan on his own. Yeah, I was kind of interested in how they brought Ryan into the scene by kind of walking with that group, because we were speculating last week about, you know, who would be invited to McDonald's. And we were like, maybe Ryan would come. And this seems like a weird example, like, oh, he's not with Sharpay. So, like, these are the closest things he has to friends. Well, probably, because Kelsey is in theater with him, and, like, he hang- he hangs out with her. And if this is her group of friends, like... Now, we know that Sharpay got cast as Gabriella's understudy. Did Ryan get cast as Troy's understudy? We or did never he have another... know. Because it, it makes sense to me that Ryan might have just gotten a different, smaller role. It, yeah. And he might have actually been in the play, whereas Sharpay was being a drama queen, um, aptly named title, and refused to do anything except hope that Gabriella break her leg so that she could be the lead. I mean, that is very possible because if you remember way back when in the callback sheet, there were other masculine named characters that had callbacks for. So yeah. well, presumably the, the, the play has more than two characters. Um, I mean, if it was going to be the Sharpay and Ryan show, then maybe not. <laughs> I looked up a twisted flip and I 
Google has linked Wikipedia and it says a kickflip or heel flip shove it with a 180 degree body rotation in the opposite direction to the rotation of the board. So not an ollie? No, th- there's there's lots of different skateboarding words. Ollie is one of them, but a twisted flip is slightly different. Okay. I wasn't sure if like Ollie was like the TM'd version, like the Tony Hawk version. So they were like, <laughs> let's go with the generic version. Like when I'm watching kids baking and they call it a cookie sandwich or our our puffed rice treats instead of rice krispie treats or oreos oh i was gonna say is a cookie sandwich an oreo yeah yeah yeah, it is um you can make those uh no they use them in ingredients for like when they make like cookies and cream cakes okay or okay rice krispie treat decorations kind of thing so yeah the the gang kind of walks by and then we stop back on sharpay's and kelsey's locker area yeah and ryan's so it got me thinking We've seen Taylor and Gabriella have lockers kind of close to each other. We've seen Troy and Chad have lockers kind of close to each other. And now Kelsey have Sharpay. Have seen where and Taylor's locker was? In the first movie, I think we did. Okay, I don't remember, but obviously I only saw the movie two minutes at a time, so. If we didn't, then I'm maybe getting it confused with something else. Um, but that made me speculate. Do they put their lockers by, like, activity? Like, oh, you guys are gym people let's put your lockers close to the like can you request a locker close to a section there's no way that that's that would be the case in a school it's so it's random like yeah but it's still weird that ryan sharpay and kelsey well that ryan and sharpay are not next to each like if it was to be alphabetical ryan and sharpay would be next to each other they're not exactly yeah but they're not so i have a twitter mutual who has a running list of high school movies where their lockers are outside for some reason. And it's most, it's like a California thing, but like, yeah, I was thinking about lockers anyway. Moving Ooh, on. What's the princess diaries. Yeah. Did you see how Ryan kind of like leaned on the lockers when he was next to Kelsey? Cause he doesn't go with Sharpay. He's still hanging with Kelsey. Yeah. Is he like, does he like have a thing with Kelsey? They're not like, they're not like crushing or dating or anything. No, I think they're just like, I mean, you can do a lean to, when you're talking to a friend. Like, it doesn't have to be inherently yeah, romantic. Just, we, we don't, yeah, we don't see Ryan put the quirk on for like random strangers, usually. Not strangers, but like, I don't know. He's being very exuberant, but like not at anyone or like at Kelsey, he's which excited. is weird. He, I think he's excited that school's out because he turns to Sharpay and he's like, it's summer, Shar. Everything oh, yeah, changes. Like and it's like, oh, it's an everything changes plot. <laughs> oh, there- no, spoilers. He, I like the nickname Shar. And yeah, he's, again, he's the, he's the kind of cheery one. He's kind of like, let's just be friendly to everyone and have a nice time. We don't have to be so dramatic because Sharpay had just got done being like making fun of everything that Troy had just said. Which he does a good like imitation of like his his vocal tones. And then the giggle afterwards of Gabriella. Yeah. I thought it no, that she does a good reaction to like she she sounds jealous and petty in yeah. a good way. Like Yeah, it's like Ashley Tisdale putting on a good performance technically, but like in a way that's like that's not a joke. Like no, but you the writers do might that. have thought that that was a joke. I don't think no. I don't know if they did though, because like that's something you do IRL. Like no, that's something people in cartoons do. Is they say him 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 him, and I'm gonna go to the movies. And then 
I don't know, man. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I don't have stakes on this. We can stop. Okay, and um, but Sharpay does declare to Kelsey that she now has a summer job, so Kelsey doesn't have to worry about a summer job anymore. Although we, it was unclear whether Kelsey was ever looking for one, she never yeah. said it because she is going to be the replacement rehearsal pianist for Sharpay and Ryan at the Country Club. Yeah, this is a little confusing. So yeah, Sharpay says, oh, we've got a summer job for you. As if she like controls Kelsey's fate. I mean, Sharpay thinks she does. Yes. Um, she also says evidently in a weird spot where she should have said apparently. She says like, our rehearsal pianist has evidently left. And then uh, Kelsey has a great take of, of like, <laughs> oh. or gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or hiding it was. but <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I like Kelsey's read there of or hiding, and she's like got that mocking face. It's it's a really good yeah, take. She's got like the eyes are yeah I, yeah. I had a I had a laugh out loud moment. Whoa, a proper lol. Yes, I wasn't raffling, but I was lolling. Wow. Yeah. So, um, Kelsey is working with Sharpay and Ryan this summer, apparently. No, but here's the thing. So, so is it Sharpay and Ryan's like the the pianist that works with them? Uh, for their like singing lessons, or is it like a performer at the country club, or a Ryan and Sharpay performers at the country club, and they need a pianist to help them get ready for their performances? I don't know what's going on. Yes to all. Okay, whatever. <laughs> no, um, it is. A, it's a little bit of a lot. So okay, no. <laughs> so so the confusion is warranted because you don't, you what don't happens know. later in the movie is bonkers. Well, you don't know yet. Like, even if if I hadn't seen this before, I wouldn't understand it. I like because you don't know the context that they're referring to, other than okay. It's just, it's like a very it's a very compact piece of dialogue, and we just kind of move on. We're just meant to understand. Oh, Kelsey's going to work at the country club for Sharpay and Ryan. Correct. In whatever capacity they need. <laughs> yeah, and then we go back to this conversation between Sharpay and Ryan. Sharpay gets on about like uh, Troy being the the number one primo boy or whatever. Absolute primo boy, which yeah. is bananas. Yeah, and then that's where we get Lucas Graybeal's line read of "You're you're correct that he is holding that spot, don't you think?" or whatever. Yeah, uh, whatever you Tro- said earlier. Troy has that category locked up, don't you think? Yeah, just a, a weird funny line. Like Ryan is a funny guy. Love Ryan. I love Ryan. <laughs> like, why do you talk like that? I don't know, but it's, it's But cute. also, why does Sharpay call Troy absolute primo? Like, it's not like the most popular or like, I don't, I, I don't know. Because it's adults trying to write what children talk like? I guess. Or not even children, but teens. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of speculation, speaking of speculation, indeed. Yeah. So for this week, I thought we could just go in and do a good old classic decom of the week. Wow. So in case you did not listen to last season, Ty, do you want to give a quick sum up of what a decom of the week is? Oh, I would love to. Like High School Musical 1 and High School Musical 2, many other films have been produced under the label of Disney Channel Original Movie. Condra has looked up one of su- such films and will tell me the title and some of the names of the actors and maybe characters that appear in this film. Then I will have to guess what the plot of this film is based on limited information. 
And because Disney Channel original movies often have stereotypical or very straightforward plots, it's amusing to try to think of the most basic formulaic plot that could possibly be for this type of movie. And then Condra will tell me what the actual plot was, and we'll see how close or far away I was in the process. Condra, what movie you got for me this week? So for you this week, I actually have one that you brought up last week, two weeks ago. I was editing it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. Um, So I am going to have you guess what the movie Xenon Z3 is about. So we did Xenon 1 back last season. Yes, and, we're just and I skipping. don't remember what the plot of it was. <laughs> Great. And um, we just were skipping right over Xenon 2. And <laughs> we're going right into 3. Um, so Xenon Z3 um, stars Kirsten Storms. Um, who was in all three. She was Xenon in all three, so I'll give you her again, because hypothetically you could have remembered that. Um, I'm glad Raven- to hear that the main character is still in the movie. Well, it's the same act. Halloween Town did not have the same fate. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth movie has a different actress. Raven Simone is back. Uh, Lauren Maltaby is back as Margie. Who else have you seen before? Stuart Pankin is Commander Edward Plank again. And Holly Fulger is the aunt again. Um, and then you also know one additional character whose name is escaping me because I'm not re- I don't remember what his name is from Star Trek. Um, the actor is Colm Meany. Colm Meany, who plays Chief Miles O'Brien in Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yep, and he is there as well. He is also Commander Plank, so I'm not sure what happened there. You'll have fun figuring that one out. Um, <laughs> oh, no. And this one came out in June of 2004. Oh, I forgot that the original Xenon was like an early 2000s type joint. Um, okay, Z3. So, I... <laughs> If I'm remembering the first one right, it's like, it's basically like a teen dystopia movie. But in, here's the thing is we come up with these plots for, um, as like our guesses. And then, when then we hear the real one. But then sometimes if you're trying to remember later, you don't remember which is the real one and which is the fake one that you came up with. I have that problem with, um, gotta kick it up a lot. (laughs) You're like the soccer movie is real, right? (laughs) But it's not. (laughs) <laughs> um, so our main girl is xenon right yes yes xenon is the main character and then raven and uh lord maltby all right so she is going they don't do like college plots in decoms do they well it's the third one yeah but it's, she's not steve from blues clues like she's not leaving the the thing to go to she's not leaving the movie to go to college she's still the main character i'm thinking like z3 we're like we're like taking it to the outer reaches of space like we're leaving we're leaving the home worlds we're going out there you know maybe it's okay it's a vacation i guess she's going on vacation with her family and so they're getting on a starship to go to saturn they're going to look at the rings of Saturn. So her and the parents have enough money to bring the friend Raven and the was the aunt. 
yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever. Like found family. They've all. They're all going on this trip together, and they're going on this starship. Um, and it's supposed to just be like a good old time. No, no conflicts at all. But oh no, a conflict will occur because wouldn't you know it, this starship gets taken over by terrorists, <laughs> space terrorists, and so Xenon and all of her friends need to need to save the the whatever Starfleet equivalent is because the if the commanding officers of the ship have been taken down but the the kids the the, the terrorists have underestimated the kids and so they it, it, it's basically the this plot of Star, Star Trek the Next Trek Generation where where, where, where where Captain Picard and a bunch of other people get turned into kids but but it's a decom it's derivative <laughs> It's not my fault. It's their faults for being derivative. Um, so it's up to the kid. Well, it's a kid's movie. What do you expect? The kids are going to be, be on the adventure. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the kids, they need to do a bunch of sci-fi gadgets and um, fun little like slapstick hijinks and, you know, ray guns that don't actually hurt people and stuff like that. And... Eventually, they get like the rescue ship that comes with um, Colmini, who's like the who's like the father of the other Commander Plank, is my guess. And then my guess is that Z three they were like they're like we're not gonna try to do like the same plot. We're gonna do something really different, and it's like a weird like out of pocket thing that doesn't really fit in with the rest of the rest of the series, and that's why my plot's so off. I'm rusty. I haven't done this for a while. This is a really hard one because I don't know how to do a sequel for a movie I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I guess I did give you a little unfair there, but you did ask for it, so. Um, okay, so they go to Saturn, but then they have to take the ship over from space terrorists. They have to save the day. How'd I do? Um. Well, there's some weird stuff in this movie. I'll say that. Um, so Xenon is now 18, and um, she is competing to be to win the Galactic Teen Supreme contest. And um, that sounds more problematic <clears throat> than it probably is. It's just like Miss America or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it also is hoping to celebrate at Moonstock Festival on the Moon. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, so I don't know if you remember in the first one, she helped a band named Protozoa. Well, the lead singer was Protozoa, and there was a band, um, and she became friends with them. And so Xenon is trying to beat another competitor, and um, she reunites with someone from Z the Xenon the Zequel, um, a moon preservationist activist, and um, who is trying to have the uh, moon not be colonized and exploited. Wow. Some political commentary in this. <laughs> I know. Third so, installation <laughs> decom. Yeah. So at the same time, her aunt and Commander Plank have a foster daughter, and the foster daughter is very um, impressed by Xenon and wants to like tag along, um, but is having a hard time staying out of trouble. And while all of this fun stuff is going on, and Xenon's just trying to be a girl that wins a contest, they're the, space terrorists. The moon goddess Selena appears and threatens <gasps> to destroy the Earth. 
This makes me very happy. So um, everyone has to com- uh, join together to stop this deity from destroying the earth. And um, they all team up. Um, her- Xenon, her rival, the moon activist, um Call Ray- in everyone. Exactly. Spy Kids 3 style. Call, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and they evacuate, they, they help everyone get off the moon with the help of Protozoa. And they are trying to take off the moon dome that I assume is placed down to help with moon stock. Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dome. <laughs> And um, everyone, they really need everyone's help to lift the dome. So the aunt and Commander Plank have to join in. Um, and they remove the dome and it floats away. And Selena is happy with that. And she ends up destroying the rest of the base. And as they all like leave the moon and they're like, okay, we're not like gonna mess with the moon anymore. And because Selena's a moon goddess, there had been crazy weather on the earth. And um, that's all calmed down, and there's a big concert at the end. Xenon gets with the activist, and um, it ends with Xenon being invited to go to Mars for a new colony and for a new race, or to be a contestant in a new race to Mars. And she's like, hey, did you know what this planet is named after? The God of War. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's a little wild, um, but yeah, it brings back some old characters, um, and they, they all fight a, a god, so, I mean, epic, really. Epic is is definitely the right word. It is on Disney+, Plus. so if you want to binge all three Xenon movies, have fun. You could watch Xenon, <laughs> Girl of the 21st Century, Xenon the sequel. The only trilogy that matters, as far as I'm concerned, is the Xenon, Girl of the Future trilogy. Excuse you, we're watching the only trilogy that matters for this <laughs> podcast. Oh. <laughs> You're right. One of these days we're going to do Bride of Boogity, okay? All right. Well, I, I would have to be the one to come up with it because I think you watched it, so. I haven't watched Bride of Boogity yet. I've only watched Mr. Boogity. I haven't watched either. All right. Well, that was minute eight of High School Musical 2 and Xenon Z3. I have Wait, you com- never said how Columini is in it. Oh, I don't know. It's He's literally <laughs> not in the plot list. I don't know <laughs> okay. how he's in it. And in the IMDb listing, he's just like, and special guest. So I literally have no idea. It's, I think it's, I like the idea that they like got a Star Trek actor to be in their space movie, but they got like the least famous Star Trek actor. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe like Deanna Troy or Marina Sirtis. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. But She's she in more been... of it, though, I guess, than, yeah. than O'Brien is. But Chief O'Brien's in a couple of them. I don't know. I don't know. I like Chief anyway, O'Brien, so I'm partial to... I, I like Everyone TNG. loves Miles O'Brien. I like TNG, so... Well, you should watch Deep Space Nine, because he's also in that. I'll get there eventually. All right. <laughs> if you want to keep engaging with us, you can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I have been Condra. And I have been Tyler. We'll catch you back next time for minute number nine of Wildcat Minute. You...
can bet on it.